This is episode 175 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are Preppers and the Primitive Life, and Why Put Onions in Your Socks Before Sleeping. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, let's go ahead and jump right in to our, uh, to our articles uh, for this podcast. Our first article comes to us from ModernSurvivalOnline.com. Uh, again, that's ModernSurvivalOnline.com. Uh, you know, always have a lot of great information over there. And uh, this article is, uh, you know, is, again, it's entitled Preppers and the Primitive Life. And one of the things when you start uh, looking into, if you, when you become familiar with preparedness and you start reading articles out there, you're going to find, you know, the gamut, the all different kinds of preparedness from prepping for disasters and things like that to prepping for or, or you know, talking about bushcraft and, and um primitive lifestyles and, and, and those kinds of things. Um, so it, it's, it seems very romantic to want to do that. And a lot of people, you know, think about that. And so uh, that's why I really want to kind of talk a little bit about this uh, article and, uh, you know, pull this out for you and uh, get you thinking a little bit. So let's go ahead and start reading this one. The majority of preppers view bugging out to live a primitive life in the woods as a last resort option. In fact, I would venture a guess that most preppers have planned or are planning a strategic relocation to make bugging in more sustainable. Others know they must endure a short-term bug out from their homes to a shelter or retreat location. But you may have also heard quite a few preppers say something like, I've got a permanent reservation at Mother Nature's hotel. This category of primitive life preppers intend to bug out to the woods and live off the land at the first sign of trouble. There's nothing outright wrong with this tactic. Our ancestors did it. And there are scores of avid outdoorsmen, experienced campers, and backpackers who can live off the land for short periods. At first glance, relying on the primitive life following an SHTF situation seems a logical solution to the problem of more gear and supplies than you can carry. There's no doubt that having some primitive survival skills will come in handy in an SHTF situation. In truth, there are scores of preppers such as Morris Kochansky, Cody Lundin, David or Dave Canterbury, and Lofty Wiseman who teach primitive skills as a career and make a good living from it. Many of these experts practice what they preach at least part-time. Some of them even routinely rely on primitive skills to survive day-to-day. What are primitive skills? The term primitive skills or bushcraft skills refers to someone who can live off the land and make the best of whatever situation Mother Nature may throw at them, without relying on manufactured gear and supplies. Living the primitive life centers around using the resources available in whatever environment you find yourself in to survive. But is primitive living for preppers really the best strategy? Is the primitive life a feasible way for people to survive long term today? If you're considering a reservation with Mother Nature when SHTF, we'll give you some things to think about first. The benefits of primitive living for preppers. The more primitive skill you have, the less gear and supplies you need to carry. Your knowledge and experience can save your life if gear fails. 
Resources are plentiful if you know where to look and how to use them. Very inexpensive way to live. No need for much cash. Become more connected to nature. It's easier to stay on the move to avoid hordes. No danger of looters stealing your gear and supplies. Very skilled survivalists could stay alive indefinitely. And improve your use of gear when it is available. Sense of pride and accomplishment in doing things yourself. And skilled survivalists will, ha will have best chance of procuring food ahead of others. Problems with living a primitive life. More labor intensive to accomplish daily tasks. Requires more physical strength and stamina. Time can work against you frequently. Storms coming, getting dark, etc. More difficult to learn and perfect skills, especially in the moment. The number of primitive skills you need to learn is almost never ending. Knowledge doesn't equal experience. Learning primitive skills to a level where you can rely on them to work every time regardless of conditions take much time and practice. And during an SHTO situation your stress level is high, your energy level and mental functioning may suffer so not the best time to learn or be practicing new skills. So what's the verdict on living the primitive life for preppers? There's no denying that preppers who stockpile gear and supplies may one day find that it's still not enough. Yet, even survival experts with the greatest amount of knowledge and experience admit anything can go wrong in a survival situation. Do you really want to bet your life and your loved one's life solely on your primitive skills? It seems to me a better survival strategy is to strategically relocate and plant a bug in or to set up a survival retreat where you can go when you bug out and learn and practice as many primitive skills as you, as you can in the coming months and years. If your gear fails, your supplies run out, are stolen by looters, or something else goes awry, you'll be at peace knowing that Mother Nature is your backup plan and not your sole option. Okay, there's, uh, there's about five comments here. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about this because um, there are some, some when, you, when you're reading the benefits and the problems, there's some things that really make sense here. Um, the more primitive skills you have, the less gear and supplies you need to carry. I believe that's very, very true. Um, your knowledge and experience can save your life if gear fails. I believe that's very, very true. Resources are plentiful if you know where to look. Now, one of the things that people always say about people who are talking about bugging out to the woods, right off the bat, you'll hear people say, you're not going to survive. You know, everybody has that plan. You know, all the deer, all the squirrels, all the meat's going to be, you know, be gone in, in a matter of days because they're going to be hunted. Uh, and, and you just, that's what you have. But there's a lot of people who, you know, a lot of those people that might hunt, and they might be very, very good hunters, uh, they don't know a lot about maybe wild edibles. And so there are people out there that, you know, you can pass, you, you can pass, a wild edible all day long and not realize that it's a wild edible where there's tubers down there that you can eat and keep yourself alive and and so there's just so much to it right uh, it's not just the the aspect of people going out and in uh, in hunting uh, there's a lot of other things there uh, as well so there are a lot of resources out there now would it suck just to completely uh, eat maybe tubers forever or wild edibles or you know, in, a, in do they they don't always grow all season long too? So uh, yeah, it, it it would suck. But uh, there's more to it than just you know, hey, everybody's going to get all the hunting, uh, is going to eat all the animals and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, let me see here. Uh, definitely, uh, yeah, you are going to be connected to nature, Mother Nature. Um, let me see here. Uh, I think I think that's about it on the benefit side. On the problem side, uh, yeah, definitely, it's more labor intensive to accomplish those tasks. I mean, think about somebody who's having to do all of that versus someone who has already some food with them. Uh, those kinds of things. It is going to be you know more physical. Uh, more physical. It's going to require more strength and stamina. You know, recently I've read uh, on a different couple, different places uh, on the internet uh, where people have said, you know, if people, you know, uh, if there really was an SHTF situation, uh, don't worry about gear. There's going to be plenty of gear for people who packed very heavy bug out bags and, and made it try to go out to the woods and realize it was just too heavy and they just started dump, dumping gear all over the place and so you know I kind of remember that and I kind of I, uh, I do believe that that's that, that would be true a lot of people they uh, they plan these great packs and, and all that kind of stuff uh, and uh, they they don't ever practice with it they don't ever really carry it with you know or they wear they wear it around the house and don't ever go any further than that. So I, I do believe in that. Uh, so <laughs> that uh, that is very true. But here's the thing: uh, gear, no matter wh where you are, who you are, what type of gear you have, you can have the best gear that money can buy. Eventually, at some point, gear is going to fail. Right? At some point, let's say you go uh, you go uh, off grid. You have a retreat. You have a survival retreat. You have Faraday cages, you have all your electronics there, you, you know, the poop hits the fan, the EMP, whatever it is. You get out to your survival retreat, you have solar panels, you have, you know, battery backups, you have all this kind of stuff. Eventually, there is going to be a breakdown somewhere along the line. You know, whether it's your, your, your controller breaks down, your inverter breaks down, even if you have redundancies, eventually those are going to break down. They're not going to last indefinitely. And so there's always something to remember. So the more skill that you can apply, the more skill that you know, or the more skills that you have, and uh, the, the better off that you're going to be. Um, I like this one here. Knowledge does not equal experience. So you can read all the kind of articles uh, that you find all over the place, even the good ones on Prepper website. You can listen to the podcast. You can do all that kind of stuff. But if you're not out there practicing, it's one thing to, to understand the concept behind it. It's one thing to see it, maybe even on YouTube. It's another thing to actually get out there and do it. Now, I'm not saying those things aren't wrong. You, you gain the knowledge, right? You have to gain the knowledge somewhere. Um, you Watching YouTube videos, I think, are very, very helpful, very educational. But you got to get out there and you you got to practice it. Uh, you got to practice building a fire. you got to practice... Uh, purifying and filtering water. You got to practice, you know, cooking on an open flame. Um, you got to do all those kinds of things. Um, so yeah, learning primitive skills to a level where you can rely on them to work every time, regardless of conditions, takes much time and practice. If you always build a fire when it's nice and dry outside, um, you know, you're really not, you're really not practicing. Uh, where you know, in an SHTF situation where you could possibly be, uh, you know, out in the woods when it's raining, what would you do? How would you build a fire with wet wood? Do you know how to do that? Do you know how to to go about doing that? Um, you know, and so a, a lot. There's a lot there. Uh, a lot to think about. 
Um, but I do like the the final conclusion is I think the best thing is to bug in, or that's that's the the best thing to do, and to uh, to prepare to bug in. If you realize that you're maybe in a situation where you cannot bug in, bug out. Have a plan. You have to have a plan. Uh, you can't just you know uh, willy nilly at the the last minute try to say hey we're going to go over here. You you need to have a plan on what's going to happen, what's going what's going down for you and for your family, and then you're not just bugging out to the woods. Uh, that that's I think that's uh, again like this article says that is uh, that's not even plan B right. That's not even a backup plan. That is like a backup to your backup to your backup to your backup. Um, you know you 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 don't want to go there. So uh, good article here, and maybe some things to think about because you really need to to, um, to analyze where you are in your preparedness, where your thinking is. Because if you think like, man, hey, the poop is the fan, I'm out. You you really need to uh, reevaluate that and, and evaluate your skills and see what what can happen. So a lot of people would say, you know what, go camping, go camping one weekend, go camping for an extended. Uh, stay out there and go ahead and use the use the stuff that you have um, and see what you can do and and go from there and think about all the skills that you lack there and then start building upon upon those things so that's over at modernsurvivalonline.com um, and uh, hopefully you get a get a chance to go check that out there are some links in the article and then of course always uh, comments are always helpful all right this next article uh, you might think it's kind of funny, but uh, I don't know. There, there might be some truth to it here. So I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to come back and give a little bit of commentary. The article comes to us from askaprepper.com, and the article is entitled, Why Put Onions in Your Socks Before Sleeping? All right, so let's read this one. When your access to medical services is limited, whether because of a temporary natural disaster or a more permanent grid-down situation... Relying on a tried and true ancient methods of healing could save your own or a loved one's life. Thousands of years ago, an alternative form of medicine began in China that focused on a more holistic and whole body approach of healing. Those practices, now known as traditional Chinese medicine or TCM, have evolved over the years and helped millions of people suffering from a wide array of diseases. In a disaster scenario, the methods used by the ancient Chinese can be employed easily since the majority of the healing ingredients come from nature and therefore can be grown yourself no pharmacy required how your feet affect your health traditional chinese medicine advocates claim that certain nutrients can be absorbed through the skin to heal a myriad of diseases and ailments everything from insomnia to clogged arteries can be cured with a simple poultice or soak in the right combination of natural herbs this theory is based on the belief that every part of the body is connected, similar to a giant spider web, by a meridian or channel system that can absorb and redistribute the medicine where it is needed. Acupoints, the areas focused on during acupressure, are prime absorption sites. Such This is where the key or vital energy of the body's organs and the meridians meet. While traditional Chinese medicine teaches that health benefits can be achieved by absorbing nutrients through any area of the skin. Some areas, the feet, the forehead, and palms especially, are better than others. Feet have long been seen both by traditional Chinese medicine practitioners 
and others to be a powerful healing site for the entire body. The feet are made up of various acupoints and nerve endings that are connected to vital organs in your body. By absorbing nutrients and minerals through the feet, the good stuff your body needs is drawn in through the skin and travels on the meridians to your vital organs instead of being wasted in other areas of the body. There is a, uh, if you've ever seen it, there is a, a graphic here on stimulated reflexology points. Uh, it has, you know, the bottom of, of two feet and then different uh, places of your body that are pointing to different uh, places on, on those two feet. All right. Supercharge your health by adding onions to your slumber. Onions have been grown and used for food and medicine for nearly 5,000 years. This widely used vegetable is part of the alum bulb family and is one of the easiest to grow and hardest to kill of any vegetable in your prepper garden. You may already know that onions are a low-calorie food that is high in vitamin C and fiber, but other health benefits of the onion aren't as widely known. In traditional Chinese medicine, onions are thought to provide energy, induce perspiration, and urination for detoxification of the body and to fight off illnesses caused by germs and viruses. The strong antibacterial and antiviral properties in onions can help ward off conditions ranging from foot odor to the common flu. And there's another graphic that uh, shows the health benefits of onion and uh, all the different things that uh, can do. By placing sliced onions in your socks, you can purify your blood, draw out toxins, and eradicate disease when the nutrients and phosphoric acid in the onion is absorbed by your feet. The millions of nerve endings in your feet work with the meridians to absorb and redistribute the onion's natural properties throughout the entire body. Tips to maximize the healing power of placing onions in your sock. Use an organic onion. You don't want pesticides being absorbed by your skin. Make sure the onion slices are on the bottom of your feet, not the top, to maximize absorption. Cotton socks are best and help to minimize the smell. If the smell of the onion bothers you or your spouse, sprinkle a few drops of complimentary scented essential oil to the outside of your socks or on a cotton pillowcase. Alright, there are 56 comments here. Some of them are just, you know, messing around. Others are uh, adding a little bit uh, more help and understanding to the, to the topic. And some are, you know, just blasting this as like old wives tells. You know, I have often said that if our medical, you know, we have the best medicine in the world. People come here from all over the world to uh, to, to get the best medical care, right? Um, and so, you know, we, we have that, but it's becoming so, so expensive that some people are choosing not to go to the doctor or they, they, they just can't afford it. Uh, you know, because they're honest citizens, they're, they know that they're going to, you know, have a bill and they want to pay it, but they just know they're not going to be able to, right? So we have, um, we, we, we have this situation where modern medicine and the ability to be healed or to, to get uh, the, this attention is starting to get away from many people. Now, it's not quite there yet, right? But can you possibly see here in the future where it would be uh, very, very uh, probable that uh, you might not be able to afford medical, medical care like you do now? And so what would you do? And that's why I've always been an advocate of uh, you know understanding herbal medicine, understanding home remedies, 
uh, you know, looking at those kinds of things, uh, tonics and, and, and whatever, whatever you can do, uh, you know, on the, the natural health side to help yourself, essential oils and, and all that good stuff. And so uh, I, I think that when we come across something like this, of course, people are going to read it. And even you might have even saw the, the, the podcast title, right? Episode 175, where it says onions in your socks. And you're like, what? Come on now. What's Todd talking about? Uh, how crazy is this going to be? But here's the thing. If you didn't have anything else, or if you had a child, like somebody in the comment section said, you know, my children had, would, when they would run fever, I would do this, and their fever would be gone the next day. Or other people said, hey, when I start getting sick and I feel like I'm going to get the flu, I, I do this, and it, and it works. And so if you were in a situation like that, maybe where you didn't have anything else, would you try something like this? Or let's just say, you, I mean, you can afford medicine, you can do all that, but you have a child who's hurting, and you're like, hey, you know what, I know that you have a fever, and uh, but let's go ahead and get, let's try this onion thing, and let's see what happens, and uh, see if, if there's there's something to it. Um, it could be wives' tales, it could be a bunch of fooey, but it, there could be some uh, real stuff to it. I mean, I, uh, reflexology, I, I believe that there's there's something to it. Uh, I believe that there is something to, you know, using essential oils and rubbing them in certain places on your body and on your temples of your head when you have a headache and, and uh, you, know, uh, um, you know, on your feet and on, on your palms and the back of your neck and places where they get easily absorbed. So I think it's a good idea to, to start uh, when you come across maybe one of these articles or, or even, you know, if there is something that you suffer from, on a regular basis then maybe you look into this a little bit maybe there is a tea an herbal tea that you can try now the thing is is that you know like uh, you'll find that there's some herbs that will you know help with headaches and different things like that they're not going to work exactly like you know, popping some some Advil or popping some Motrim or something like that uh, but they're going to help to to alleviate and, and ease the edge off of it I mean, when your body gives you pain, a little bit of pain, it's usually because something is wrong. And so it's letting you know that. And how much of the medicine do we take? Just kind of completely mask that uh, completely so you don't stay aware of, of actually what's hurting you, right? So uh, I, I think there is a lot of uh, truth to natural healing and, and herbal remedies and things that we should really pay attention to. I mean, what did people do um, back in the day when there wasn't modern medicine? Well, some people are going to say, Todd, they just died. <laughs> and, you know, the fact is that they did. Uh, people did die. Uh, people are living a lot longer nowadays um, because of all the different, you know, medical uh, advances that we've had. But what if that gets taken out of the mix? What are we going to do there? And so uh, I think it's always helpful. Not to mention the fact that there's a lot of medicine. You start putting crap inside of you. And it's just like, you don't, um, you know, uh, a while back I thought I had an issue with my heart. And it turned out to be, uh, you know, I had all the tests and did all that stuff. And, uh, but it turned out to be more of the, the reflux and, and, and that type thing. And the doctor wanted me to, you know, take, uh, take the, the Prilosec on, on a regular basis. I mean, he gave me like a monthly, uh, just, uh, it's just an automatic refill. And so, uh, you know, I, I told him, I said, I don't want a maintenance drug. I don't want to be on this every single day. I'm going to take it for a little while to get rid of it and, and see if that helps. And it did. So I, I took it for about two weeks because uh, I had had it for a while. 
and uh, it took it for about two weeks and it was gone. And uh, but I don't I don't want to take it on a regular basis. And there's a lot of medicines out there where the doctors want to go ahead and prescribe it for you and hey get on this maintenance medicine all the time. And uh, you know it, your body wasn't made to do that. So if you can align your body and you can help your body to heal using natural remedies, and if if a stupid onion in your sock does wonders, wouldn't you want to do that? You know. So don't automatically, I know maybe some of you are just like, man, that's stupid. Don't poo-poo it all, all of a sudden, man. Go, maybe you try it, and who knows what will happen. Uh, you might be a believer. If you have tried this before and it has worked for you, I'd love to hear about it. Or, or if maybe, uh, maybe you're sick right now, maybe you're not feeling well right now, and you're like, well, you know what, I got an onion. I got an onion in the refrigerator, right? I'm going to go put, pick, uh, pick out an onion. I'm going to cut me a slice. I'm going to put it in my sock on the bottom of my feet. And uh, we're going to see what happens. And if it works for you, man, come over to episode 175 and let me know. Because uh, I, wanted to, I want to share that out with everybody. Uh, definitely, I, th- I think there's a lot to this stuff. And so uh, episode 175, come let me know. Or you can always hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let me know, uh, you know if, it, if it works for you there. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Uh, shorter podcast than normal. Uh, I'm going to go get some rest. Uh, the weekend has kind of caught up with me. Uh, all that uh, We had a great weekend with the men's advance out there uh, at a men's retreat. But uh, sleeping on uh, wooden beds that uh, have uh, half an inch of padding <laughs> is uh, when you're not used to that uh, sucks. And then sleeping in a room full of men and uh, snoring and people getting up all the time and and uh, all of that craziness and, and going to sleep late and waking up early just kind of catching up with me so I'm going to try to get a little bit of rest tonight so uh, appreciate that uh, appreciate your understanding on that but yeah I'd love for you to connect with us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram come over to episode 175 drop me a line and uh, if you're looking for more preparedness articles uh, don't forget to hit prepperwebsite.com we always have some good stuff over there With that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.